Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to Dial Tuesday's Human Ascension Within the Tree of Life. And uh, this week, we're going to get into the third sphere on the Tree of Life called Bina, which means understanding. Uh, as with all shows, man, if you have not by now, just simply pull up a um, separate window on your um, Internet browser and just go to Google Images and get an image of the Tree of Life in Kabbalah. So you can actually just type in Kabbalah Tree of Life. And the image of the tree will pop up. The tree itself is nothing more than a um, cosmic representation of the universe or where we at right now in our so-called real reality. All right. So pull that up. All right. Um, as you do that, man, definitely visit the website, myastrologycoach.com. It is the mother site, of course. Uh, our next event that's taking place is the summer solstice event in the beautiful Mount Shasta of California. We'll be in San Francisco, Oakland area for this summer trip. So it's going to be off the chain. Um, I often tell people a lot, you know, Google image Mount Shasta and just read up on it and you'll hear some very, very mystical um, stories, a lot of um, transpersonal um, spiritual experiences that people encounter when they go to Mount Shasta, Okay mysterious clouds over the mountains and it's just a beautiful place i've personally been there so we're going to be there man it's it's, it's going to be off the chain um so definitely join us for the summer solstice mount shasta all right um also uh, if you go to the website myastrologycoach.com click on the um you also see something else on the events tab after that in july um july 11th we actually be in atlanta myself prime minister minister jew We'll be releasing our first co-authored book together called Spiritual Wisdom for the 21st Century. So it's a book release slash book signing and workshop. You actually get the book free when you come to the workshop and whatnot. So this is going to be in Atlanta. Um, you can go again, myastrologycoach.com, go to the events tab, and you'll see the information that's there. So we have um, discussed the book, um, of course, Twin Flames, Soulmates, and, you know, a lot of stuff that we covered in the book, Light, How Light Interacts with the Human Psychology, the Intelligence of Light Itself, and whatnot. We have our spiritual technology available, of course. We've got heart software that shows you how to um, bring your heart rate into a coherent state with your brain. you got to learn how to send the correct signal from the heart to your brain. Very important. And then the brain receives that information and sends that information throughout the body, all right? So we have heart technology available or chakra technology be available that I had with that over the years. Um, very cool technology, man, that allows you to see the color of the aura, the energy field that's around you, that's emitting from your soul. Each color has a different meaning. Um, your yin-yang um, energy inside of your body very important to understand that if that's in balance, your stress to relaxation level, if that's in balance. Um, and the three areas of life, more physical, spiritual, and mental, to see what your balance is in those arenas. 
as well. All right, so definitely come through. Now, that following Sunday, the next day on 7-12, we're actually going up to Stone Mountain for the stump off. The stump off is going to be very, very, very interesting, <laughs> very interesting. So if you've been following our work um, or if you're new to the work, then we have this um, ability that when we gather collectively um, and all have a collective intent, as Minister Jew would say, when we gather our thoughts collectively, we create a laser. And um, we, send that, we send that thought out. And um, every single year, it never fails, every single year, there is some grand event that happens in the world to mirror the thoughts that you send out into the universe, all right, every single time. You have to know the law of correspondence. Um, if you're not familiar with a book, a little book, it's a free PDF online right now. It's called The Cabal Yin, not the Kabbalah, The Cabal Yin, all right? It's like K-Y-B-A-L-L-I-O-N by the three initiates. It's free. It's a free PDF. You can find it and download it. They go in depth about the seven universal laws, all being mental is first. The universe is this mental component. God is a mind. God is a thought, right? Um, And um, the second law is very, 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 um, very important because it is the law of correspondence, which is perhaps, the best, um, one of the more favorable laws because correspondence actually proves that the mind is real. So in other words, you know, if you, the, the, the cliche term is as above, so below, so below, as above. You have to be able to prove your work, all right? So the correspondence shows that. So if you're skilled in the law of correspondence, you'll be able to see your um, thoughts, um, your prayer, your meditation, and those things manifest back in this reality. But you have to you have to sometimes look outside of yourself and understand that it comes by the way of a messenger through other people. So you can't clap by yourself. You know what I mean? Even if you said, "Listen, I want this book. I want this book. I want this book." And you, you can still got to go to the store. You got to buy the book. But if you go online, you got to purchase the book. Somebody got to pack the book. Somebody got to put it in the box. Somebody got to scan it to go out. Somebody going to scan it when they receive it. And they're going to scan it when they deliver it to you. It takes different people in the process to bring about the things that you want, period. Everything that you want, nine times out of ten, there is somebody on the other side that's going to sell it to you, <laughs> okay, which means other people are involved. And whoever's it to you nine times out of ten did not necessarily make it, okay? So everybody's related to the process of your manifestation. I'm saying that to say that when you see it from a more spiritual context, when you're up on a mountain or whatever the case may be, you pray and you see an event that's totally outside of you, but when you look at it, it mirrors exactly what you were thinking about or what the group was thinking about, then you have to know that that's a part of the process, okay, regardless that it didn't come directly to you. It came to you by the way of your senses, but you have to be able to use the law of correspondence to be able to see it, okay? So 
Seven Eleven stump off uh, that have, actually happens on seven twelve um, in, in July. So man, be there. Come to Atlanta for the book release, the um, book signing, and you get the book free for the workshop and whatnot. And uh, like I said, that Sunday we get up and we go to Stone Mountain. Now there's a fact, Jack, <laughs> that um, Stone Mountain is very interesting because um, it is when you see it and as you approach it, you like, why is this right? Here? Nothing else around here. There's no other mountain around it. It's not a whole chain of mountains right there. It's like, what is this? Now, I said years ago, and I mean it, that Stone Mountain is the all spark and transformers that fell and hit the earth. The Decepticons who are looking for this all spark, this cube of life, the Decepticons called the KKK. All right, evil thought forms, people who will go to the extent of killing another group of people based off of nationality, race, color, creed, whatever we want to call it. They organize themselves on Stone Mountain to become the, um, when they officially became a group. Okay. Um, in fact, I want to try to pull it up. Real fast. There's actually a video on YouTube. If you type it in, um, um, you will see that they're getting out the cars and they're about to go do everything. So um, they did the official inauguration, okay, on Stone Mountain. Went to the top of the mountain, got in a circle. They went ahead and um, um, they went ahead and burned a cross and they got it in. Uh, in fact, if you just Google image KKK Stone Mountain, you can actually see the popular flyer that was circulating back in those times. And I think it says uh, November 25th, 19, maybe 1915, if I'm not mistaken. But this one here is the one I'm looking at is a little small. Um, but that's a fact. And then later in life, um, what they would do is um, the Confederate Army um, was led November 25th, 1915. Um, the Confederate Army at that time was led by General Lee. And you used to watch Dukes of Hazard, and they'd be talking about the car was General Lee, was after named after General Robert Lee, who was the general of the Confederate Army. So they took General Robert Lee and statesmen like um, Stonewall Jackson and another character, and they uh, engraved these um, people um, faces in the mountain, okay, where the KKK did the inauguration. So literally, Stone Mountain has a history of being the spiritual mountain for racism, okay? We just want to connect the dots here. It's very important to understand this because um, in your spiritual in your spiritual aspect of books, the Bibles, and Qurans and things, you know that mountains are something that has always been synonymous with spirituality, right? So even when you look at the um, the names, the positions of these, uh, of, in the KKK, it's like imperial wizard. A wizard is someone who knows magic. A wizard is someone who understands how to um, um, command elements and to do things, whether it's over a pot of boiling water or reciting certain things or incense going, it, 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 it's 
all it is, and we'd be so scared of this stuff. I don't understand why, because you you, you do this every single day. You got to breathe air. You got to use heat, heat up your food and heat up your body and things of that nature. And stop being so spooky. Um, only thing you're doing is taking a natural element of nature and you're concentrating your intent with something that's in nature so you can have more of a pure resonance with it, more of an amplification, and then, boom, you let it, you let the thought go. Now, all of this really becomes a matter of who has the strongest will or who, or as we would say, who who has the strongest imagination. Because anytime you're going to tell me that somebody can sit back and do voodoo on you and look at your picture and light candles and, and you don't like taking pictures because people, be, they're trying to do something. only thing they're doing is physically thinking something negative against you, right? That's what all that's all they're doing because they ain't physically, physically coming to do the act to you themselves. They're physically, whatever it is that they're envisioning in their mind, they're physically projecting a thought. Now, somehow that thought becomes your reality and you don't want it to be your reality, then it becomes a matter that, hey, this person's thought was so strong that it became your physical reality. So then it really becomes a matter of who has the strongest thoughts down here. This is what this is about. This ain't necessarily about physical people because the thoughts would take on the form of physical people and it 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 switch it up on you and you won't know and you would think you would get caught up on the physical surface of oh that white person is evil but this was actually the white person who was a part of the uh, abolition society or part of the society of friends known as the Quakers who are the Rosicrucians who are really the secret um gate the gatekeepers of ancient Egyptian ceremonial aspect information. But these are the people who actually was on the Underground Railroad who went against the status quo and put a candle in their window and told you that it was okay for you as a slave to get here as you traveled north following the North Star. So you get caught up on on, on surface, and then the black person who you think is really um, uh, an advocate or someone in, that's on your side of the equation is the one that later comes to Malcolm X and say, get your hand out my pocket, nigga, and creates a distraction while the other one that looks just like you Shoots him and kills kills him. Okay, so you gotta you gotta get to a point where you gotta learn how to understand spirit and understand spirit. You gotta be able to understand thoughts. Okay, so let me rewind to some here. So Stone Mountain has wizards <laughs> in the sense that they have KKK has imperial wizards. Um, they have something called the Exaltic Cyclops, which is a being we know Cyclops is this one eye being with this eye in the middle of his forehead. So they got some really interesting titles, um, knights and things of that nature. Real interesting titles um, to um, to pretty much um, materialize the concept of what they represent. All right, but it's real funny too because I saw something surface that they're now taking membership. KKK is actually taking membership of black folks and whatnot, and, and different so-called races of people um, as well, um, which is interesting how spirit works. But anyway, it's a whole other thing. So anyway, my point is with the Snow Mountain Stump Off. Um, there's a fact that on a record that there is a malefic thought form that exists. Now, that's a fact. You can go look it up yourself. You see it. Now, a special group of people back in 2013 for the spring equinox where the sun and earth, have, when the earth has 
the same amount of light that it does dark darkness when you come into a point of balance and justice. Uh, a special group of people went up the mountain, and when they went up the mountain on the equinox, they were greeted with intense fog. Now, fog has always been synonymous with thoughts. You're cloudy my judgment. My thoughts were a little foggy, okay? So clouds have always been synonymous with thoughts. Thoughts we know from the um, nature point of view. Thoughts represent an element of air because what I'm thinking in my mind, I can express through words like I'm doing right now. This sound is traveling on air, and you're able to hear me via sound waves in your ear right now, okay? So thoughts are air. So when we get there, a special group of people, we get there, we're greeted by intense fog on the mountain. So at that time, myself and Minister Jew perform an ancient banishing rite to remove and make the clouds or the fog dissipate and disappear. Perform a certain rite, and then afterwards, the cloud and the fog dissipated. It was gone. And if you go to the website, myastrologycoach.com, and you click on the events, this is very, very important. You click on the events, go to seminars, or you can go to workshops, and you see the 7-Eleven stump off, click on that particular item, scroll down, read the story, because as I just said, it's there. But most importantly, I want you to look at the picture. It's the after and before. Put the after at the top. The before don't go at the top. We the king. We crown. We are at the top. So you see the after, how clear it was, and then you see all the fall when we first got there. Now, this is a fact. I just want to walk you through some chain of events real fast because this has everything to do with the spirit we're dealing with, Bina, Saturn. Saturn is um, the ruler of government, and it could be an old repressive type of government that refuses Saturn's energy Whatever it is when you're born is an aspect of your consciousness at times that refuses to let go. That's not Saturn's nature to let go. Okay? So it has everything to do with what we're going to get into today. So March, the clouds dissipate, bam. April the 7th come around, Minister Jew gets everybody on the phone who was there to talk about this. So it was April the 7th. Two hours later, an earthquake goes off in Lincolnton, Georgia. Lincoln is the one who freed you. Although Lincolnton, Georgia is not named after Abe Lincoln, but when you hear a when you hear anything Lincoln, you're really thinking two things: the car and the president. Which is interesting in itself, because again, here's a guy. When you look at Abe Lincoln, you know, goodwill he wasn't white, but anyway, if you want to put him on that side, that's even better for the psychology of spirit. Because it made some, uh, it took one of them to have a thought form to go totally against the status quo and start to go off to war. All right, called the Civil War. Now, anyway, earthquake goes off to alert your consciousness in Lincolnton, Georgia, which is uh, right on the same parallel as Snow Mountain, which is 33 degrees north of the equator. Now, I always keep telling you this, that spirit will always come back and tell you something through the form of your cultural experience. Why is Tupac's memorial at Snow Mountain when the man ain't born in Georgia? <laughs> but his memorial is in Stone Mountain. 
Okay. Now, Tupac is the one that is known for the Illuminati, kill Illuminati. We already know he's named after Inca King, which is another spirit in itself. But most importantly, a lot of people forget, remember, Tupac was exonerated. They didn't even, pull it, even press the charges on him all the way. Remember that when he was in Atlanta, it was two off-duty cops who had pulled out a gun for something, or arguing something, and Tupac shot at him. I remember that story. And he didn't, he didn't get into what we were perceived to be trouble when he bust shots at two off-duty cops who were out of pocket in Atlanta. And then now Spirit World will put his memorial right there on in that same city where the mountain is, Stone Mountain. Because that's Spirit World's way of showing you how to or where to make your spiritual move. Okay? So April 7th, earthquake go off. And then later that month on the 30th, and you can look this up too, you can put Stone Mountain Petition a petition surface where somebody got the idea, wonder where he got it from, a month later after we leave the place. It says, you know what? I am tired of looking at these faces on Stone Mountain. News get involved and says, you know, I think it's racist. I think that it just supports old, old racism. And we need X amount of signatures to take it to the state so they consider removing the faces. Now, it ain't getting no juice like that and it didn't happen and it probably won't happen. But that's not important. What important what's important is is the symbolism of the chain of events of why it came out when it came out to get you to understand a bit of principle. So the petition surfaces that late April of twenty thirteen. The very next year, March the first, which is almost around, you know, we about what, twenty something days away from the equinox which a year prior in March of 2013 is when the clouds was there and you got the proof that you made the clouds poof, poof, be gone. A year later, March 2014, the KK has a rally in Atlanta. Now, Atlanta's not far from Stone Mountain, but it, they have their own public rally at the state house and whatnot. And um, they... The truth of the matter is their ancestors, the old evil malefic thought form, gave them the idea to go back around the same time frame a year later to reassert the energy that was banished from the mountains. I'm just going to make it simple. That was March 2014. Google everything I'm telling you. Well, you're yet to make a move. This is chess. They made a move. What you going to do? What you going to do is you're going to participate in the 7-Eleven dump off, which is interesting because the whole 7-Eleven has a very, very interesting concept in the world. The world history through the Moors conquering Spain. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you how deep this is with Stone Mountain is because in this whole area, is because in 711, when the Moors go up into Spain and start and conquer and almost rule for 800 years, when the Barbary Wars jumped off, when which was the United States going to war in the early 1800s. Now, mind you, the country just became an official country in 1776. 
in 1800s, or 102, 3, and 4, they're going to war with North African countries called the barbary states, Morocco, Morocco wasn't in it, Algiers, uh, you know, Tunis. It's, it's, it's a war that's popping off. And at that time, one of the United States' most um, successful fighters was Stephen Decatur, as in Decatur, Georgia. And there's a famous picture of Decatur uh, being depicted as uh, taking like a Dillinger pistol and shooting the African guy on a boat on the Barbary Wars. All right? And um, it's interesting because that time the Moors had captured the USS Philadelphia and Decatur led a regime where it's like, bump that, y'all ain't just taking our boat and we're going to burn it. They got to look at what's going on in warfare. So really when, you know, in hood terms, when niggas, like I'm from Decatur and they represent Decatur, you actually represent a white man that who went to war against your bloodline. But again, I understand spirit because everybody who look like you and got your same blood really ain't of you in the spirit. So it's just an interesting thing that's going on. This is chess, and it's something that's been going back and forth for a very long time, and it's coming from the world, the realm of principalities. It's coming from the realm of thought. Saying about you going to go find the KKK and chain them up and kill them. Ain't even about that. You ain't even got to do that. Only thing you got to do is believe in the most high God and go to a spiritual place with the right intent and call upon that God. And if God is there and God loves you, then God should respond. And now we got to get into that particular realm because we don't believe that God is real because we would have been called on God collectively. We're afraid to see what that looks like because <laughs> to a degree, <laughs> a lot of us are atheists with no disrespect to any atheists, but whatever the process is, you know, we don't call on that collective force. So be there, Stone Mountain, and you'll stump off because you have to make a move next in the global chessboard as a soldier uh, for the most high. All right? This is the website, of course, myastrologycoach.com, and um, the Moon Club is there under the membership tab where we get together on the full moon, and we get together and we just do collective prayer, meditation, positive affirmations in accordance to the universal theme of where the moon is. Phenomenal, phenomenal time. Um, it's just a great way to balance your energy and show respect to where you at in the cosmos, floating in space. And most importantly, I can't say it enough, to balance yourself. Balance is very key in this reality. Also, visit Cathedral's Crystal Corner uh, for all of your spiritual items, whether it be candles, um, um, also some bath and body products over there as well. Uh, so you'll see that on the website, and you'll see um, Star Fusion's bath and body product, which is two lines over there. The Star Fusion line is very, 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 um, it's the best stuff in the world. Seriously, you parts to wash it, wash it up with. And this stuff is awesome. It is all that. So check that out. And, of course, man, I can't wait till the minister to finish something up, man. He got something for y'all. But uh, I'll let him tell it, you know. But um, definitely the Mystic Brain Workbook. And, uh, again, man, mark down 7-Eleven because that's where we're going to be in Atlanta. And that's a Saturday. That is a Saturday. So stay by the email. If you ain't joining the email list, join the email list uh, on myastrologycoach.com on the front page. Just scroll down, enter your email, and we get that information out to you because um, that flyer will be ready, I believe, it's today, too. They'll be ready on Thursday, and we're going to send that out, the information about the workshop, the location, 
and everything. All right, it's already on the workshop. It's already on the website with with the seven eleven, but this one has more emphasis on the book that's actually coming out. So um, join us. All right, so let's get started, man. Um, in a tree of life, last week we was in Kethic. We was in spirit number four. Uh, let's walk through it real fast from the bottom. Take it from take it this way. When we we're gonna start from the bottom, but we actually taking it from the top. But we starting at the bottom when you looking at this diagram. So at the bottom is called Malku, which simply translates to the kingdom. This is the earth. This is where you're at in the scheme of things. Now you can look at it as, as a 2D plane and it's energy going down and up and whatnot. But it's really something that you need to turn. Um, in a horizontal way, like you're holding it in the palm of your hand and understand that this is the solar system, and these spheres that you see are actually planets revolving around the sun and also revolving around you and you around them as well. So it's really a, again, it's a cosmic diagram of where you're at. So in Malkuth, which means the kingdom, the whole goal here is to understand that everything goes in this reality. This is the realm of the ultimate illusion. It's the place where it looks like the sun rises in the east and it sets in the west, and it does absolutely no such thing. Um, it's always approximately 93 million miles away from you and, um, you know, in front of you at all times. But at high noon, it looks like it's above your head. It's up in the sky over your head. But when you look at a diagram of the solar system, you know good and well that it is millions and millions of miles in front of you. So how can something that's in front of you look like it's actually over your head? This is the realm of the ultimate illusion down here. This is the realm where you um, start to you activate your senses, but you cannot totally rely on your senses. They will trick the hell out of you because, again, if you're going to think that the sunrise is set, you are gravely mistaken. It does not. Okay, so in this realm, this is the realm of ultimate illusion. This is the realm of duality. This is the realm of male, female, up, down, black, white, God and the devil. And it it tricks you into thinking that there is um, just, let's just call it duality, when everything really is an aspect of oneness. Okay, that's the the trick. We have to understand that um, the car battery who has a positive terminal and negative terminal, God choose to exist as a force or energy in between these two poles. And it's not about the pole. The battery ain't saying, hey, I got two batteries or I got two sides. The battery is the battery. Okay? And you have to hurry up and understand that concept and grasp that oneness or what we call in the doubt, Wu Chi, the original source of nothingness that is everything, all right? So life is about understanding the oxymoron, all right? Um, in spirit number nine, you had to understand emotions. Very important here, you had to go into the Olympic brain, but this is where you get your emotional foundation and learn how to become uh, located. You just got to locate it right here, analyze it, know where it is, know the functions. Spirit number eight is when you develop intellect. The intellect allows you to um, to properly eradicate the emotions. If you look at the human brain, we're now talking about what's called the frontal lobes right behind your forehead, the conscious thinking self. The conscious thinking self goes down and says to the limbic brain, listen, I know all about you. I know who turns what on. 
And since I'm conscious of that, only thing I have to do is just wait for an experience to happen. And I can make a decision consciously. And based off my decision, I see it as good or I see it as bad. That conscious decision regulates what the limbic brain is going to turn on far as chemicals. So when I see it as good, the limbic brain says, oh, this is good. Smile. Be happy. Release endorphins. Release oxytocin. You're feeling love. This is great. That's all based off a conscious choice. You see what I'm saying? So spirit number eight, you had to become intelligent, but not so intelligent that you didn't know that there's a God. Because you can get that smart like a scientist and be like, oh, there is no God, but you cannot understand the aspect of quantum physics or or the aspect of what Einstein calls spooky action at a distance. You got so smart, you got stupid all of a sudden. So here we got into intellectual spirit and identifying original spirit. Once you become um, the master of your emotions, you know, the illusion, you understand that you are in the frontal lobe, in the conscious process, we then move to spirit number seven, Nizak, which is victory, Venus, relationships, you move into this end, and this is now you're ready to merge with somebody else. You see, because Venus rules relationships. So in order for you to wake up and go up the ascension process or go within the ascension process, because there is no up and down in your reality, you're spinning in and out. So to go within the um, conscious process, um, you have to be very, very alert and smart and to be inside of a relationship because as soon as you get here, you know, you're talking about two personalities is popping off. And two personalities are two people come together like a mom and a father would, and they produce a child, and it's called a relationship. The relationship becomes an entity. All right? So here we understand that we have to be obviously conscious from the previous experience. We know this is the point where we come together. And now the next phase of us coming together, everything from this point forward uh, really addressed it from the aspect of a relationship. Now, it's all individual processes. But the spirit number seven is a planetary energy that governs your union. So the next phase is you have to go into the light. Relationships need to understand the principles of light. We're going to give a banging demonstration on this in Atlanta. All right? You have to understand light, how light has an effect on the human psychology. You know that just based off seasons. It was cold outside. I don't like the snow. I can't do nothing with the snow. And people get sad called seasonal affective disorder. Yes, now a disease, <laughs> technically. You know what I'm saying? You can go get medicine for that now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it affects you. Don't you? Man, listen, if that big old bear and everything in nature, the leaves and trees and everything start growing extra fur and all of the flies disappear somehow and go sit somewhere and they don't come out till it get warm. Don't you for one second think that you're not affected by nature. You need to cut that out. All right. So we have the relationship has to understand light intelligence, the spirit number six, the spirit number five. Um, this is a sphere for the gangster, but it's on the, on the high side. It's really talking about once you understand light, now you can infuse this inside of your sexual act of passion. Okay? That's what this was about. But now the passion travels up to where we was at last week with spirit number four. How do you expand your consciousness through the sexual act? It becomes important. All right? This is number four where we was at last week. deals with righteousness, 
All right, which is this is this is a great force as well to be able to physically do some things to institute justice down here um, as well. And now where we at in spirit number three, we're going to a point where we're going to understand the duality because each energy center has a duality, or so it appears. And that's what I'm saying. Like it, it can look like a duality in one, but it's still one planet. So, you know, it's, it's it's all based off your perception or what the beautiful movie Vantage Point pop, pointed out in this whole theme of the movie was you can see this scenario a thousand different ways, a thousand different ways. So, beyond understanding is Saturn um, in the sky, which is said to be the Lord of the Lords. Um, the Lord of the Lords or the God of the time in all actuality is simply the God of the time. No God or force rules forever solely. They will all take turns. They will rotate. Okay? So in the mythology, it was Jupiter who overthrew Saturn. The Olympians went to war and overthrew the Titans. Okay? So Saturn represents, again, the old order. Now, in your birth chart, it's very important because it's really just an aspect of your own consciousness. See, here on this planet, Earth, tonight when the sun sets, as soon as it goes down, you're going to see a bright star on the western horizon. That is Venus. If you come a little bit up, like you're coming towards the south, you're going to see Jupiter. So you can see these planets, but they're so far away that the light that's reflecting off of them, because in order for you to see light, it has to be reflecting. Um, the, plant, the light that's reflecting off of them, it makes it appear to look like a star, but it's really a planet. But you see how it looks so little, so little, so little, so little. It is just a miniature aspect of a dot in your awareness compared to how you see it. And understand that it's just a minute force of your consciousness, sort of like a cell in your body. It's just a cosmic cell outside of yourself that resonates to something inside of you. So your intent actually has, and I know people don't like this, but your intent has dominion over the force. And maybe I shouldn't say dominion. Your intent yields the result of what the force is. The force is just the force. How you choose to tap the force is totally upon your intent. So the result is what you go for. So you want to cook this thing at 500 degrees and burn it, or do you want to slow cook it at 200? It's totally up to you. So... When we look at this from the astrological perspective, Saturn rules Capricorn. This is government. Oftentimes it's your father in your life. Or it can be symbolized by a mother, an older woman. And this is a place that deals with uh, what we call karma and life lessons and hardships, right? That's the that's the lesser side of it. The, the greater side of it is hard work, dedication, and success. Now, I'm going to show you what's a matter of your God choice consciousness in this reality. See, on a lower frequency, 
everybody heard about the Saturn return. Around 28 to 30 years old is when Saturn comes back to the same position in space where it was when you were born. So if we use a wall clock analogy and we say you were born with Saturn at 12 o'clock, well, in 28 to 30 years, Saturn will come back to be exactly at 12 o'clock. It's called a Saturn return. And if you have not been making the right decisions in life and being responsible and being grown and focused on success, then a chain of events by the way of your lack of making the what we would call the correct decisions as far as being successful and responsible, a set of circumstances will start to unfold in your life, and it's called stress. My mama kicked me out because I'm 30 years old and I ain't got a job and I'm playing video games all day and I got a baby mama. It's called a chain of events start to occur to force you to grow up. Are you in a relationship that's just not really for you and at 30 was a real horrible breakup and then all of a sudden you know you, but you needed that because it started a new beginning. So Saturn also has this low-key little Plutonian feel because it breaks away what is not needed. So when when you get rid of something, then that means, okay, there's a new status of my life coming in. I no longer have that. That's new now. You see what I'm saying? So a low-key has this plutonium feel to it. But here's the higher frequency. If you've been working hard and really on your grind and you've been focused and you're not acting like a little kid still, like you were in your 20s, you're about to be 30 years old, for God's sake, now. Um you're focused on life. And now what's going to happen is events is going to start to unfold to help you further your success. This is Oprah Winfrey. This is Jay-Z. This is Baby. I've studied them. They made great contracts and millions of dollars at 28 to 30 years old when they started in return. Now, I want to use Jay-Z as an example because um, you know that he just launched a business endeavor called Tidal, which is a music streaming um, business. And Jay-Z is a Sagittarius, right? And Saturn in the sky right now is in Sagittarius. And Jay-Z also has Venus, which is the planet that deals with money and relationships at like zero, one degrees Sagittarius, I mean very early Sag, and that's exactly where Saturn is in the sky. So when you're thinking money and you want to expand, Saturn's natural energy is really restriction and no expansion. So on a mundane level, you'd be like, I don't necessarily know about this because Saturn represents a slowing down process. But again, the high side of it is it's about grinding and putting this work in and you will be paid. So I've watched this guy on two different occasions make power moves when the planet of Saturn be not understanding your life lessons between hard work and karma and stuff. I watched him make power moves when this planet was not necessarily traditionally on a more mundane level in the best position. But, again, it is in the best position because he's working hard. So he's in the God force. Thus, his name is Jay-Z. So now Spirit World is showing you how to navigate through planets using the God force, literally mind over matter in this particular case. All right. 
So um, you can see Saturn in your birth chart. You really want to pull it out and look at the wheel. How do you do that? Well, you just simply you got to tell people, create an account with astro.com because it's free, but I like the color coding system over there. And, it's just, and everything is just clear, you know. And um, you look at Saturn's location, um, and it, it tells you, based off constellation, it tells you, you know, what area of life you need to work in, especially if you want to get more time-sensitive in the sense of looking at the houses, you can do that and you go through these houses and you start to understand where it has an effect on your consciousness at. All right. So uh, I kind of want to go through the wheel, but I, I'll save it. I won't do it at this particular time. I want to deal more with the universal aspect of what's taking place here. So we have to, you know, we left the realm of relationships. The relationships now can either, A, constrict because you just expanded your consciousness. So now you can either go to an aspect of restriction or constriction, which is a swelling or a, smalling, a, a slowing down in a sense. And that's not necessarily a bad thing um, because everything has to be – look at it like the lungs. When the lungs inflate, they deflate. The inflation ain't tripping like, hey, why you – I went down. You know, it's just a process of balance. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, this particular sphere – um, this is definitely the sphere to grow up because now, technically speaking, and this is really real, two things have happened. On the tree of life, you have just now entered the realm of Azaluf. You just now came up to what we call this, the primordial mother is right here. Next week is the primordial father. We are out. We're just now starting to get to an understanding how physical life is coming into form right here, all right? And from the solar system perspective, within human consciousness, you have to get past Saturn before you get inside of this spiritual aspect of Uranus, right, which is intuition and insight and geniusness and um, you can be an inventor, and it's, your, it's, it's, it's the highest expression of your genius mind is Uranus. And then Neptune, for God's sakes, we know is spiritual clarity and visions that come from a whole other world. And you can see this reality. You can see something happening in this reality before it physically happened. That's Neptune. Pluto, uh, intense transformation of consciousness that something about you or when it's energy, if you exude this energy, you can have the ability to help someone physically, I mean physically, transform their lives. This is this is when Pluto's energy is when you can take, um, it, it can take a depressed alcoholic, somebody that's on severe, 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 just skid roll. And next thing you know, they are a successful counselor, a successful preacher, or something like that. It's like, whoa, what happened? This person went through a very deep, intense transformation on two different scales of reality. Well, these are all, anything after Saturn becomes really psycho spiritual concepts inside of the human being. 
So everything before Saturn, because remember, Saturn returns at 30 years old. So usually what happens in our reality, especially in this culture, you're not even thinking about the cultivation of your soul before 30 years old. You ain't thinking about that as a teenager. You ain't thinking about it as an adolescent. You're not thinking about it as as uh, in your 20s. You know what I'm saying? You're not thinking about the cultivation of your soul. Usually you have to grow up and become an adult and have to have underwent certain experience before you truly start to understand that concept. You know what I mean? Having your own place or your big old asses too big to be staying with other people all the time, and now that's frustrating and you're on soul searching, and that's cool because now here comes that. That's one way or other. Your consciousness is going to propel you to get to your soul's height, and that's what Saturn does. So when you look at all the planets before Saturn and we start with the sun, it becomes your personality. When you deal with um, the moon, it becomes your emotions and your intuitions and women. Um, sun represents men. Uh, Mercury is how you communicate and how you think. And then Venus is your concept of finances and your concepts of relationships. And then you move over to Mars, and that's your outgoing yang energy and your sexual passion and how you just get up and just conquer the world every day. That's your expression of life, basically. Jupiter is, okay, I'm just now starting to get into religion and and, and starting to expand my consciousness. So it's interesting because with Sagittarius, which Jupiter rules, this is the world of philosophy. So we start to just now get into opening the books and exploring some things. But it's funny that they call this philosophy and religion and not necessarily spirituality and dang sure not the frequency of what Neptune brings, which is the clairvoyant transcendent consciousness that will allow you to be able to see inside of different dimensions accurately. Accurately. You know what I'm saying? Now, interesting because in ancient times, Jupiter ruled Pisces because they understood that when Jupiter was in Pisces, its energy was coming out, but it's not necessarily Jupiter that gives you that particular insight. So then comes Saturn, you know what I'm saying? It says, all right, it's time to grow up. So as we get beyond these particular points, Saturn serves as the gateway to the higher dimensions. So in your reality, you know that you only have seven days of the week, and then the Sabbath is the holy day. The day is Saturn. So in the correct tradition, uh, and, and we look at more of the Jewish tradition in which the New Testament is really predicated upon, and you know that the Sabbath starts on Friday evening is the beginning, and it ends on Saturday evening. So technically Saturday the day of Saturn is the Sabbath, okay? It's when everything becomes in this particular reality. Um, understanding the process of light and colors, frequencies of that nature. <clears throat> so here again, really the main lesson is to um, start to really seek what Binah means, understanding but understanding what? Well, to a more of a personal extent, then I need to understand my own set of life lessons that I chose to experience and will choose to experience. Everything is a lesson for, for the learning mind. I tell people this all the time. We, we go through these experiences 
really to seek understanding. I can't can't really make it no plainer than that. Because what's going on in the brain is, you know, if I go to the water hole, I'm drinking me some water, and then I see a lion come and chase the hell out of everybody and rerun, and I make it. Every time I go to the water hole as the gazelle, I got to put my head up and scan the area because I know that a lion is going to come, but I'm thirsty. I got to have something to drink. So I need the experience of the lion coming because the lion is going to teach me how to survive. Now, I don't want them to come in a sense, but that means part of the environment. So now since I successfully got away, I know now when I go to the water hole, I must pick up my head every now and then and look around because if I don't, I won't get away. So the experiences that we have in our reality, the accidents, the the, the, the bad relationships, the, all this life lessons and what appears to be karma are life lessons to get us to understand how to successfully get out of that situation if you were to ever be in it again. Now, this doesn't mean that you go back into the same situation. Certain things you got to have with the lion and the gazelle, you got to have water. So, okay, yeah, he goes back into the situation. But notice this. There's a book called Zebras Don't Have Ulcers. And I looked at that, and me and Drew was talking about that. He sent it to me, and I had seen it before. I was like, you know what? You mean to tell me a zebra who every, like, the leopard at night is going to get it, it can't cross the water because the crocodile is going to get it. The lion is looking for it, and the hyenas is looking for it, and the cheetahs is looking for it. You mean to tell me that its stress level under that condition is less than human beings on Earth? That is retarded to me. <laughs> totally retarded, but it's true, right? So it's a book called Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. You may want to check it out so you really understand what's going on here. So the experiences that we're having on a deeper level is not necessarily solely about the survival in the sense to go back into the situation so you can get out of it. No, it's for you to be able to recognize the experience and say, nah, I'm not going down that road because you see certain, and that's just usually in the form of a relationship, you see the same character traits, body language, verbal cues, words that mirrors an experience that you have already survived from. That particular point, it's like, no, you don't have to do that because the hippocampus recorded the experience called memory. So now as your brain is constantly always processing things, you have a thorough understanding of what you experienced in the past. You see something that mirrors in the future you no longer have to go down that road because it helps you make the proper decision. That's the realm of Bina, the realm of understanding, because everything in below Bina really starts to talk about how things become into the realm of physical manifestation. So we left this sphere of expanse, expanding consciousness via the way of our sexual energy as a couple, but now we're going to get into the realm of understanding creation because now we're really about to go into the invisible world when we finish this out with the last two spheres. Now, also, when you look at the tree of life, 
this, the path, because what we're going with spear number three, which is the top spear on the left-hand side, looks like it automatically balances the top spear on the right-hand side. And this spear we call, the, the key word over here is ama, which means mother, right here. So this is a mother feminine principle. And then on the other side, number two is, is Abba, which is father. That's the spirit of the zodiac next week. And you got to understand celestial science. That's what B9 is really telling you. It's telling you, if you really want to understand me, under, understand what precedes me, and you'll get a concept of what I'm about. You see what I'm saying? And vice versa, if we want to come down into incarnation, then we can look at the spirit that comes after because it's just a manifestation. So the pathway that connects the third to the second is the pathway. Um, it's called path 14, the 14th path, and it corresponds to the planet Venus, which is relationships again. And the Hebrew letter here is Dalit, but the whole concept, that they're getting across to you here is to you have to understand the concept of relationships on a higher level. This is the highest level because look at the horizontal pathways. There's only three horizontals. In truth, really, the letter system can be different because the three horizontal paths represent the three mother letters. And then your, what are the seven diagonals? Um, no, your 12 diagonals will represent the actual planet. So, but this is a, this is the most common system. But from this diagram, which is a very accurate diagram, I must say, we're really talking about how you bridge male and female energies as you go up the tree. So you want to look at the left and the right, the left and the right, and then the final left and the right. These represent different states of consciousness in male-female relationships. But also male-female relationships with the internal yin-yang energy inside of you. That's most important. Not necessarily, it can be male-female, when I say male-female relationships, I'm just simply talking about yin-yang. You see that in what we would call same-sex um, same sex unions. It's still a yin-yang energy that's taking place. But most importantly, again, it's talking about these processes inside of you. Okay. So on the first level, down at the bottom, the first horizontal, when you connect eight to seven, it's very interesting because this pathway is the tower. This is destruction. This is also symbolized by the planet Mars on this particular pathway. And this is this is your first level of trying to get together. But when you know what Mars is, you know that Mars is that raw sexual passion. Oftentimes relationships start because it's this intense energy and this very passion. And the passion is good. Mars is not necessarily mature enough to by itself to be the main indicator to lead to a successful relationship. There might be some great sex that's involved, but it's not necessarily enough to fulfill your soul because everything is just an aspect of consciousness. The more aspects that you have in balance, the more whole and feel more whole and complete that you feel. Right, so this particular level is a very passionate level, but it's also a level where a lot of people fail at. In fact, they can't even learn how to transmute the sexual energy to higher dimensions on this particular level. Thus, it's symbolized by the Tower card and the Tarot. This is just the first level of experience of yin yang energy, 
is very passionate. The second level on path 19, when you connect five and four, this becomes the middle chamber of the relationship and is symbolized by Leo. And Leo is the energy that deals with love and children, and it's more creative, and this is your God force right here. This is a beautiful relationship when you start to intertwine, and this is the pathway five and four when you take a stance of sexual energy, where you take the dynamic raw sexual energy of Mars, take on Mars again in spirit number five now, you take this passionate energy and you expand it in your consciousness with spirit number four, which is just the higher centers of your brain. And remember, we talked about this because the Hebrew letter here is teth, which it looks like a serpent. So the serpent we know is symbolic for sexual energy that sits at the base of the spine, and you have to learn how to not allow it to escape through the sexual organ and bring it all the way up your spine into your brain. And then, most importantly, circulate the energy all over again. Just keep going up and around your body called the microcosmic orbit in the Tao. So we learn how to gather strength because the tarot card here is strength. All right, the strength card pops up here. We learn how to gather strength once we take masculine, yang, energy, and combine it with the feminine force, and we expand on it. Now where we at in this week, when we're looking at this last horizontal path at the top, which is Dallas, now we understand that this is the realm where you get married because this is the path of Venus. This is symbolized by the empress, the woman who is the mother. All right, so this is where the women actually comes to authority. The crown is right here. So the empress is the one that's symbolized as the mother. When you see that card pop up, you may be pregnant or something. You see what I'm saying? Because we know that Bina in spirit number three represents understanding, and this is the actual feminine component. All right? So this week, it's going to be about understanding, but I'm telling you, it's going to be about understanding what? Because we got to keep going. We got to understand the next sphere. The next sphere of consciousness is Hoffman called wisdom. This is what we call the sphere of the zodiac, Mazaluf. All right? The sphere of the zodiac. You got to understand the heavenly stars. Very important for your aspects of compatibility. So when we look at it in reverse, if the heavenly stars is right here, and then it's understanding, and then the light constricts, and it becomes more to physical matter, and then it comes down into sphere number four and starts to trickle down into our reality. So the wisdom is in the stars of next week, and that's really what this understanding is talking about. Understand your life lessons, understand what things are at when you're born, but you got to get into the cosmos. So maybe next week, let me see how much time we got. Now walk you through the wheel. I'm going to go through because I don't want to leave nobody hanging. Um, pull up your birth chart, and you want to look at Saturn. And you notice that there's houses that look like 12 slices of pizza. So you got 1 through 12 in the innermost part of the wheel. You look for the glyphs of Saturn, and you say, okay, I got Saturn in the first house, fifth house, second house. So we just roll through the houses real fast because this is where you need to really grasp, understanding, and seek your balance in your life. This is where your success lies, but you have to dedicate yourself to it, all right? Um, Saturn in the first house is um, a repression of yourself. You may be a late starter, non-motivated to get that initial spark to get up and go get it done, is lacking a little bit. That's a negative aspect of it. Um, something about you, you're not me. Because Saturn, is, it deals with stress and fear. 
So in the first house of our personality, we don't like ourselves in a sense. But if we turn that around and work the hot spot because Saturn is the highest government official in the land, that's Saturn. And I got here through hard work, you know. So then it's like, oh, my appearance is the bomb and I'm very successful. And I take action. I can't be lackadaisical with this. I have to work extremely hard in order to make things um, come into my favor for self. Saturn in the second house is the same principle, the same. Now, the principle just deals with money. This is the realm of finances. So money could be slow. Money could be hard to come by. Or you work your tail off, and then you start to have financial success. It's actually a millionaire's marker because you always have to be – because Saturn represents responsibility, and it tells you that you need to be responsible with finances. You have to learn financial responsibility, period or you will feel like you are broke and be broke, all right? They got some learning to do there. Trust me, I got that one, and I understand it perfectly from that dynamic, all right? Um, When we move over into the third house, this is some type of restriction in communication. Don't speak much. Um, um, Definitely could potentially be a conflict with authoritative figures through communication. But it also can make you an awesome communicator, you're like the elder voice. You're the chief voice. When you do speak, you speak very knowledgeable and with authority. So it's very well respected. This is a great, all placements are great places. This is pretty cool. All right. Um, the fourth house is a parent. Oh, yeah, this is definitely a parent. It always manifests itself as a parent in your life because the fourth house is mommy and Saturn is usually daddy. So sometimes mommy takes on the role of daddy and sometimes it's just this weird dynamic of karma that's going on with the parent, all right, dad or mom. So it's karma issues right here that need to be worked out with family members, but as it pertains to yourself, this can make you a very hard parent. You got to be you gotta be real careful with this because when you have this marker, you can continue that particular karmic expression through genetics where you have children and then they see you as being this hard ass and they feel like, you know, something about you that they just can't be real. People run from Saturn because Saturn is like a roadblock and it wants to restrict. They don't want you to go out and have fun type of thing. So here you got to watch how you parent, but it makes you a very successful parent. But understand it's a give-and-take relationship. Be hard, but also be yin. Show softness, all right? Have delicate balance because your energy can just really come off as you're too hard, too strict, all right? Um, fifth house is, ooh-wee, man, this is children. When Saturn's in the fifth house, this could be a denial of children. People who got Capricorn on the fifth or Saturn in the fifth usually don't have children in a sense. So this is like access denied for you, buddy, you know, for some reason. But, again, it also means you can have very successful children um, when you do have children. It also represents, and Saturn represents old age. This could represent a time in your life that you would have children, you start to have children, your first child when you're 40-something years old, when you get older in life. You see what I'm saying? So Saturn represents maturity. You just wasn't necessarily mature enough, regardless of how you think of yourself. You just wasn't mature enough at that time for the gateway to open up for you to have children. Children can also be a source of stress for you and karma because that's the lower frequency of Saturn in the fifth, right? So they can either be success or they can be hard, but either or it it denotes that you have to work hard when they are around. 
to set them up for success, and that can be very taxing for you, okay? The sixth house deals with health. Um, definitely pay attention to your health because Saturn is energy in itself represents ill health to a degree. So to have it right here in this thing, you have to really, really, really be on your health vibe. And um, um, on a spiritual aspect, it would be nice of you to, since Saturn works with karma, it would be nice for you to ward that karma off by you um, volunteering your service to some type of elderly um, type of elderly organization. So it's perfect for you to be a volunteer at a nursing home because Saturn is the elderly, the sixth house is health. You got bad karma. You made some, you know, you want to do something good in life anyway. It shouldn't just be about eliminating the bad karma, but you really want to do something good. Saturn in the sixth denotes that you go help out the elderly people. It's pretty good. Or you can be some type of, uh, you can do some type of charity for government, but it would work better if you do it for elderly people that's in hospice or hospitals or nursing home type of settings. The seventh house is relationships. Um, relationships for you um, have to be all about success, hard work, and career orientated. And, and you know, there's a goal, damn it, and we're going to accomplish this goal because that's what Capricorn does. It's about setting up the goal and, and getting it done. And the lower frequency of that, then your relationships become karmic. You don't want to let them go. They become hard, and it just goes downhill from there. And it's just this battle of back and forth of stagnation. Because remember, Saturn don't want to move. So Saturn's energy is like you looking at a pond. They've got all this scum and filth, and it's not flowing water. It's just stagnant water, you see. So this stagnation comes in the realm of your relationships, business partnerships, um, and close friendships, but more of an emphasis on relationships, which I must admit, Saturn is exalted in this area of space because this is the area of space that's naturally ruled by Libra, the justice scales. However, um, when Saturn's in the seventh house, it is the area of space that deals with um, this. So that means that when you were born, Saturn was in the western part of the sky. I keep telling you all, the western part of the sky is the sky that deals with relationships, and this is why couples love watching the sunset because this area of space harmonizes relationships. So when Saturn is here, it's definitely having more of a um, um, more of an influence on your personal relationships. The eighth house is personal relationships too because it takes it a little deeper in the eighth. The eighth is more about having sex and, and, and sharing your money. It's a little bit more contractual in a sense and whatnot. And um, so here is a lack of sex in your life. Could be this is a person who definitely can go, I ain't had sex in three years, five years, ten years. You know what I mean? I don't have sex at all no more. <laughs> That's Saturn repressing sexual energy. Um, it's, it's also um, of energy where you are supposed to be highly responsible, obviously, in a sexual arena, but highly responsible in how you handle your estate. This is when you die, you need to set up some things where your children can have some money. And this also indicates your father, more than likely, but it can be mom, like I said earlier. One of your parents or the authoritative figure in your life, someone who's older, can die and leave you money. But Saturn in the eighth, since Saturn represents restrictions, and in the eighth house represents inheritance, 
that means if somebody leaves you money, there can be some type of restriction to it. You may not find out about it until years later or, you know, you change their name and the government don't recognize it. It's some type of delay, whatever the case, just some type of delay for you to receive an inheritance or money that's not solely yours because the eighth house is joint finances. It's other people's money. It's me. It's our money that's invested with another group of people, and it's time for you to get your payout. But but this person is going through something, and, you know, and that's the required signature. For, it's just some type of delay. So you want to make sure that all of your financial business and when it comes to estates, other people's money, insurance policies, things like that, joint investments, everything is on the up and up. Highly successful, but there could be a delay. All right, or denial and whatnot. Um, ninth house education, uh, higher education at that. Um, this person probably don't even want to learn. <laughs> On a lower scale, you don't want to learn. Okay, you just you just don't have an interest in it um, and whatnot. And on a more mundane level, it could be potential conflict with foreign people, foreign authority, for foreign authorities. You know, this is. This is the classic. What was the dude name who went over to Singapore and he got he stole something and they and they they whipped him with the cane. You know, see that's a classic conflict with foreign authorities. That's like Saturn and Sagittarius and Saturn in the ninth house. That's exactly what that looks like. All right. Uh, on a higher scale, you're very successful when you travel. You're kind of like a prime minister. You are some type of representative of the government of your government, but to other foreign nations. You're the perfect representative to go to the U.N. and represent us. You have that kind of status about you. So you do want to learn, and it's very, very good. Saturn in the 10th has emphasis on a parent that will help you be successful in life. Um, authoritative figures also find you to be successful in life, but you, this is an energy, too, where you might come into success in the later years of your life something that you work very hard for, but you get your recognition later. But it also can represent a part of you because since it comes later, it's kind of like in the earlier phases of life, you, you feel like you don't get your just due. You see what I'm saying? So that's Saturn in the 10th. It's big, big payoff. It's a government official as well. In the 11th, it's successful communications with friends, groups of people. This naturally rules this house as well. Technology even um are friends in authoritative positions this is really, that's really what this is about this is about you should seek friendships and uh associations with people who are in authoritative positions because they would naturally take on to you easy if it's just something about them that they like you all right uh so that's that one and the twelfth this is another one where it's like your hard work goes unnoticed um Saturn in the twelfth um, don't don't hustle. Don't don't do anything illegal. I don't recommend it because the twelfth house is the house of confinement, and 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 Saturn represents government authoritative figures. So see how that can happen. Um, but on the high side, this represents you have to work really really hard to um, develop spirituality and get more into the what we call the mystical aspect of your mind. This may, because again, Saturn represents restriction, so it's like well, I'm not necessarily motivated to get in this particular area of life, but it's absolutely mandatory that you get in this area of life, especially when it's the 12th house, 
because it's the final gateway. It seals the wheel up of creation. So um, the understanding that you must have here is an understanding of purity, spirit, um, what motivates you on the spiritual level when you have Saturn in the 12th. Secret enemies are authoritative figures. Um, I want to go back and look at this Nelly thing. I, 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 it all makes sense to me. This is like a Saturn Neptune thing. I know Ju said, tweeted him and said something about it, but I can see how that it just don't make sense to me. You know what I mean? And um, I hear the reports is X amount of people had that tour bus before they got got on that bus. So pretty much somebody else left the stuff on the bus, the crystal meth, the pistols, or whatever the case may be, and whatnot. But that that's how that worked. That's uh, Saturn in the 12th, I mean, on the extreme worst side is, um, the government will be your secret enemy and put that and put that dirt on you and take you down with it. That that's that's what that is. You see, what I'm saying it's miscommunication um, to the utmost and just deceit. All right, it's just deceit. High side, and it also represents too. You got Saturn in the twelfth, uh, <laughs> especially if it's afflicted. So when you're an asteroid, you got red lines going to Saturn in the twelfth. You one of those people. You, my friend. You was a you was a witch or something that dealt with like just serious deception, serious deception. With Saturn in the twelfth, it is utmost paramount that you understand that you are to be as truthful in this lifetime as possible and do not participate in no shamming. That is a no no. There's no shamming for you. Don't do it. All right. Um, because that's just a, that's just a horrible trait to have when you got Saturn twelfth, and it will catch up with you in this lifetime. Nothing goes unchecked in this reality because we live in a world of cause and effect. All right, so that's Saturn through the twelfth, man. That's benign. That's that's coming into the aspect of understanding, but starting to understand and starting to strive for the cosmic principles, which we get into next week. Again, this is the cosmic couple right here. This is a divine marriage. So here we saying that the woman, Binah, who we call in Islam, Umi, and Er, and in Hebrew we say Ama. All right, the woman you are to have understanding, the supernal father, you are to be a representation of the zodiac, bro. You are to understand that how does the celestial heavens have an effect on you? This is not that the celestial heavens is superior to you. The Zohar shows us and teaches that, you know, man, Abraham was this. Basically, Abraham had dominion over the stars. So when Abraham had to get Sarah pregnant, he thought he couldn't do it. Most high was like, man, go outside, man, count the stars, bro. If you can count them, count them. Because I'm going to make you greater than that. So he's telling you that in your conscience, man, you can be greater than that. And Joseph says even better. He's like, yo, Dave went to his brothers and they're like, yo, I had a dream that the 11 stars and the moon bowed down to me. And they said, this nigga is crazy. I know what we're going to do with him since he's the one that's doing dream interpretation. And our father seemed to take a little bit more favor to him. We going to try to kill this nigga until one of his brothers said, no, don't do that. And they got rid of him and they sent him off to bondage. All right, which is really a celestial story that's taking place. So my point is, it is alluded to that your consciousness is not dictated by a planet that's moving around you, per se. <laughs> All right, depends where your awareness is at. It's all about your awareness. So the woman, 
We appeal to you to have understanding because at this particular point, when you got understanding, you got understanding of a lot of stuff, meaning at spirit number three, you understand everything that we covered in four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. If you're new to this show, go back, start from the beginning. The show is a number, child number one, number two, number three, and so forth, and walk up this tree of life and understand how the principles of male-female energies are to come together to become what we're going to discuss in Atlanta on 7-Eleven, the cosmic couple, the cosmic flame, that, that celestial being of light that you are together. All right? So visit us, myastrologycoach.com. Go to the events tab, man. Sign up because when you sign up, like I said, you get the book free. All right? So go to the events tab. You're going to see it under the seminars and also under the um, – what is it, under the seminars and under, I put it under two places for you so you'll see it. So it's right there on the website under events. All right, you'll see the 7-Eleven stump off. Like I said, if you're not on the mailing list, join us on the mailing list and you will see it um, right there on the front on myastrologycoach.com. Just put your email there, man. And um, we will see y'all next week, man. We'll see y'all next week. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you didn't listen to last week's show on Friday, couple days ago. Um, check that out, man. Check that radio show out. Me and the prime minister was on there, and the prime minister went in, super in. Um, so check out that radio show, man. If y'all got any questions or comments, trust me, we're going to open up the lines. In fact, we're going to do a special show. So when we finish out in the next two weeks, so three weeks from now, we're going to set the show for questions and answers dealing with this segment or anything that you want to have. We're going to have an open session but we're going to set it for a Friday night joint where I know everybody is off work because a lot of y'all come back to the archives and catch it when you get off. Um, but, you know, we're going to set it up where it's more feasible for everybody when you're off work. And any questions that you have about this segment, any questions that you have, period, because um, that's pretty much the Spiritual Wisdom book is a book about um, some questions that was asked us, and we just went in and just gave up what we know on it. So it's a phenomenal, phenomenal piece of work, man. So, um just stay tuned because we are going to open up the minds in three more weeks dealing with anything um, that's on your mind. All right? So I'll get with you. Have a great day. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.